Welcome to the new podcast, Truth in Politics, with New York State Assemblyman David DiPietro. David is the number one rated top conservative, according to the American Conservative Union. You want the truth about New York and national politics? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Welcome, everybody. This is David DiPietro, your truth detector, New York State Assemblyman. This is truth in politics. And when I say truth in politics, I mean truth in politics, folks. Uh, you're going to hear it here like you won't hear it anywhere else. You're listening to the Big Weck Local Podcast Network. Please share this to your friends. Let's get right into it today because there is a lot on the agenda. We are looking at a couple things happening in in, uh, in the Capitol, which were just crazy because, you know, I've talked before about this absentee voting where Democrats don't have to be in the chambers to get their vote counted. So what happened the other day on a going away day, it's called, that's when we're done. So we start early in the morning and uh, 9, 10 o'clock and we go for an hour or so and they try to get us out by noon because here's what happens in my years I've been there. If we, on a going away day, meaning we're going home for the weekend, if we are stuck in our seats past noon, they put up something that maybe there's going to be a debate and it goes long. Democrats will start walking out of the chambers at 12 o'clock sharp because they know that if they get past 12 or wherever they live, 1230, going to the city or if they have to go through the city, that the traffic could be backed up at least two hours. And they're not going to let that happen. So that's why we always get out early because they have to make sure that they get in their car and they beat that traffic. They hate that. So we, and that's happened many, many times. Something will come up. We'll debate it. It'll get pushed past noon. We'll still be on the floor and you'll just watch people just get up and leave. Okay. And sometimes they've had to pull bills off of the floor because say we go to one or two o'clock because so many of their members have left that they don't have enough Democrat votes to pass it. And this has happened many times. So the other day, uh, they Democrats put up two bills. We briefed them on a, at night and then for the next day on a going away day. And they were abortion bills. And you're darn right we're going to debate them. And I'll tell you what the bills are. But first off, let me tell you what happened. So many of their people by 1030 in the morning either went home the night before, weren't there for the week, or just swiped in and left, they didn't even have enough people to vote. So both of these bills were going to go down. They did not have 76 members. They could even count on out of 101, because when I counted, they had about 46. It was a going away day. They were all gone. When I went into the break room, they were talking about leaving. There were three of them sitting, and they said, well, I'm leaving right now. And the other one said, I'm leaving in a couple minutes. We'll see you at home. Okay, yeah, I'm going to be on the road in 20 minutes. And they, I mean, so they didn't have anybody, and they were losing them left and right. So they actually pulled both of those bills. We'll get them next week. But they pulled them both because they didn't even have enough votes on the floor. It's so funny that they don't know their own constituent voter base that they could 
I, I, I find it, it's, a, it's amazing, folks. The corruption drips off the walls. I'll tell you that every single week, New York State is the most dysfunctional government, worse than California, run by communists. And people always laugh. Well, what do you mean communists, Dave? Communists, you're not run by communists. When I started 10 years ago, there was one communist, devout communist, registered, Charles Barron. He was a former Black Panther and hated this country. When every morning when we would stand up for the pledge, whenever we started session, he would sit in his chair, turn his back to the flag, and sit in his chair. If you remember who he was, he was the one where uh, decorum on your outfit was men had to wear a jacket and a tie. Okay, that's the, that was the protocol as an assembly person for a male. Charles Barron wanted to take that to court because he wore those communist one-piece outfits that you see on uh, Mark Meyer's Goldfinger, uh, Goldmember, you know, those movies, those old Matt Helm movies, those old Russian, you know, America versus Russia spy movies. He always wore his green, dark green or dark colored uh Castro, Fidel Castro outfit, you know, with the neckline. I, I hope you understand what I'm talking about. It's a one-piece, literally a one-piece outfit, okay, that the communists wear. Well, since AOC, let's, so I hope you understand what I'm going to tell you. AOC, when she got elected, her goal was not just Congress. Her goal was to take over New York State. And so what she started doing, I hope you understand, was that she started running her people against other Democrats, primarying other Democrats and taking them out of office. And after four, four, four plus years, she's taken out dozens of their own people. If you remember, she was on TV. I'm not making this up. When asked about it, she called her own members, old, own Democrats. She called them old white men. But now this is a lady who's taken out Hispanics and blacks and Puerto Ricans and all, any, it doesn't matter. If they were moderate, she went after them. She won so many with the backing of George Soros, who backed Alvin Bragg. George Soros' money pours into the state like water. Now we have approximately 16 Democrat members who are registered with the Democrat Socialist Party of the United States. That's the Communist Party. And they run the show. Speaker Heasty from the Bronx, I think he's from the Bronx, uh, has a tough time controlling his members. These new members, where it used to be we would work across the aisle, okay, there are a lot, Robin Schiminger in Buffalo, very conservative, 40-some years in the assembly. He had great seniority. He left. Joe Lentall, longest tenured seniority member, she took him out. These were moderate Democrats who you could talk with, who you could bring bills to, you could work with them. She went after all of them. So much so, their party, I'll tell you, there's so much, uh, what do you, how do you call it, angst in the Democrat party in New York State because they're always looking over their shoulder. They don't want to be primaried, okay? Primaries, they don't care about the general election. It's all about the primary. And so many have been taken out that they're all scared. And it's crazy when you start talking to them about it. But AOC is 
taking out a lot of people and in the Senate also. When the Senate flipped, it was her people. She has got control of this state and she's got the communists in control. So believe me when I say a few years ago after the election, we usually bring in seven, eight new people, Republicans, because we're a small minority. So depending on the numbers, five, they brought in 16 new members. So on the very first day they introduce them, it's a very nice thing where they read their biography, what they did, you know, their families, and then everybody goes out. Uh, not us, but they just go out and have coffee or do whatever. You know, you, it's, you spend the rest of the time with your family that day before they actually start session. Out of their 16 members that were just elected in, 14 out of 16 had never worked a job in their life. They were community activists. That was on their resume. That's what they did. They were community activists. And that's what most of them are up there. That's where they start. One held a job, I think, as a teacher. And the other one worked for a Senate member as a staffer and ran for the assembly. But this is what we have. These are community activists. They've never made a payroll. They've never owned a, a business. They've never had to, had to pay somebody out of their own pocket. They've sponged off the government their entire life. And their adherence to the Communist Party is militant. I hope, uh, I hope that explains some of the things that go on in New York because we're so far behind the rest of the country. But as progressives go, we, there's no one. Uh, they, they laugh that they want to be better than California in that sense. That they want to, California can't hold a stick to what we're doing. Anything that happens in California, boom. We get it right away, and they put it on steroids. So one of the things we did this week was on these uh, abortion bills. Okay, so the first one, and we'll get it probably next week, but the first one was that all SUNY and CUNY schools, state and community colleges of New York State, will now uh, be passing out abortion medication, meaning it's a two-pill system. I won't go into too much detail, but up to 24 weeks pregnancy. This is what they say. Now, there's there's no way to enforce 24 weeks, but you can get this pill, these pills. The first one will terminate the pregnancy, kill the baby. Or as they say, make the tissue unviable. That's how they describe pregnancies and babies. So the first pill kills it. And then you wait, I think, I don't even know, four hours, whatever. I don't know. The second pill then expunges it from the body. Up to 24 weeks. Okay. What is that? Six months? It's five, six months? I mean, that's crazy. And that expunges the baby from your body. There are a lot of problems with this bill because that's just about all it says. Anyone can get it. There's no questions asked. There's no parental consent because you're hopefully uh, at the age. There is no doctor's appointment. There's no doctor visit. There is no consultation. There's nothing. Read the instructions. Put the pill in your mouth, terminate your pregnancy. 
take the other pill and it'll come out and you will hopefully not have a lot of major reactions, which one of them is death. So a lot of questions we're asking are on this is first off, what happens after 24 weeks? How are you to know when you give that, when they just get this pill, how are they to know that you're 24 weeks, that you're 10 weeks, that you're 12? How are they to know that you're going to take it? What if the woman says, you know what? Uh, I'm undecided. And she waits another month and she gets to 30, 32 weeks. Ready to have the baby and she takes that pill. What are the problems with that? And without a doctor's supervision, they just tell you to be in a safe place like your home or your apartment. What happens if she forgets to take the first pill and just inadvertently takes the second pill that expunges the baby? Think about it. She's going to expunge a live baby. Do you think there's going to be any ramifications for that? Do you think she's going to freak out? When she's hemorrhaging and this fully formed baby comes out crying because she didn't terminate it with the right pill, she didn't know, didn't read the instructions, just took the pill. This is crazy. This is what they want. And when we debate them, they don't have any answers for this. They don't care. It's abortion on demand anyway, anyhow, don't ask any questions. It's death. It's disgusting. As a disclaimer, I am the leader in New York State in our conference on all pro-life matters. This isn't even this isn't even a doctor supervision abortion. This is abortion at home. I've got a whole list of side effects, including death that can happen and they try to cover up and just say well if you uh if you're if you're bleeding profusely uh, go to a doctor how many women after this happens let's say they don't and they 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 go start going through all this hemorrhaging and side effects can get in a car and go to a doctor but this is just the one part this is just one part folks this is the this is the one bill which is disgusting, terminating that life. And not even under any doctor supervision, because there are a lot of side effects to these pills. Not one size fits all. Maybe you, and maybe you have a history and you don't consult with a physician. Maybe you do wait. Maybe you don't do it right. Sometimes they say you have to take it again or go in and actually get the abortion procedure. But this is out of control. This is a religion to these people. I hope you understand it. It's a religion. You talk against it like I have every year. I debate them. Their leader, their pro-choice leader won't debate me on the floor anymore. Because I call her out and I expose her lies. She won't debate me. So when any of these bills come up and and she sponsors them and I say, would the sponsor yield? 
and that's just a, a polite way so that you can ask questions. I think she's the only one who's ever said no. She won't debate me. But this is beyond horrible. Do-it-yourself abortions at SUNY and CUNY schools for free. Well, it's not for free. Who pays for it? The taxpayers are going to pay for that. That's us. We're going to pay for that. What happens legally, folks? What happens if something goes wrong? There's going to be lawsuits. Who's going to sue and who are they suing? Are they going to sue the dispensary? The lady that gave out these pills sitting at the college? Are they going to, they can't sue New York State. They're indemnified. So if you have a horrible accident off of this, you're going to have no legal recourse. There will be lawsuits, but who's going to pay? Who, are, who can they sue? It's not in the bill. There's nothing there. Well, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this one. Here's the second one. I know you're going to love this one. This is where any person, regardless of age, remember that, regardless of age, can go to a pharmacy and receive abortion medication without any parameters. So what does that mean? 11-year-old girl can go into the pharmacist. This has to be handed out by the pharmacist. But the pharmacist cannot say no. If they say no, there could be a lawsuit. No parental notification for an 11-year-old. There's no, is there insurance coverage? We don't know. So minors, all these minors now can go in and get this abortion medication. We know with these, there are huge side effects. Do you think there'll be a side effect on 11 or 12 year old, 13? Think about this. Your 13 year old daughter goes in. You don't know. You cannot know. It's against the law for you to know. You can't ask. That's in the bill. Complete confidentiality. She takes these abortion medications at home, let's say. All of a sudden, she's bleeding out. She could die. She's, she's got side effects, which since the pharmacist can't ask these questions can't do any consulting. She could have some serious things that these abortion medications could kill her. And the parents are freaking out. They don't even know what she did. They don't know why this is happening unless she tells them. If you're a parent, what are your thoughts? This, is, this, is, this goes above and beyond. Again, they want abortion at all costs. They want abortion no matter what the consequence. They don't want anyone telling them. I get it all the time, screaming, my body, my choice. And you know what happened? They shut up during COVID. 
Because when I said, I don't want to take the jab, my body, my choice. And they all started becoming silent. They all shut up. It's crazy. But what are some other things that we should be talking about? Okay, minors being able to just walk in. What about human trafficking? The pimps will be telling these girls, get in there. Get that medication and then get back out on the streets. And you're going to be taking that all the time. They don't even know the side effects. They don't care because if the girl dies or something happens to them, they go to the next one. There's no protections for the child. There's nothing there. You know what? And, and, and so here you make human trafficking that much easier in New York State. You give a green light to human trafficking, but on the same time, last week, we passed a bill that said at truck stops in girls' lavatories, there has to be a sign about human trafficking. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. I'm not making it up. This is what happens in New York. We put a little sign in a rest stop in a girl's bathroom on a truck stop about human trafficking, but we're going to give these young girls at any age without any parental consent, without anything, we're going to give them abortion medication. It's going downhill faster than we could ever think, folks. The side effects of this, I mean, there's so many, so many questions off of this. I hope you understand, and I hope, I hope you're as upset as I am, as a parent of a 15-year-old daughter, I don't want to see any of this stuff. So, this is basically with the other bill, induced stillbirth delivery. You think there's going to be any side effects about that? There's no exam, all right? There's no drugs to take after to alleviate any of your symptoms. They don't tell us the cost. Okay, it kills the fetus. They don't even tell you what to do when the baby comes out, they don't even tell you what to do, how, how to get rid of the human being. It's called murder. No notice to primary care. I don't know. This is, goes up to 24 weeks. No mental health issues. You're supposed to be okay after this. I know, like you probably do, I know a lot of women, a great friend of mine, who's now 71 years old. She had an abortion when she was 20 years old. And you know what? It haunts her to this day. Pro-death advocates will never talk about the mental anguish that women go through. And we're talking about almost 40 to 50% of them after they get an abortion, what they go through. Do you know many of them? cry on the day of their abortion every year because they that's their birthday their kid would have been five their their child would have been 12 their child would have been 18 would have been learning to drive would have gone to prom and the mental anguish these people go these women go through for their entire life it's real it happens with majority of people who get abortions not a minority a majority they will never tell you about that they never want to talk about that It, it just it just it baffles me 
You couldn't put protections in there that you need a parental consent. You need an exam by a doctor. You need your doctor to okay it. Because there's so many side effects to this. And you take a young girl, 13, 14, who made that mistake. All of a sudden, she's bleeding out. She has no clue. There's things coming out of her she can't fathom. She's freaking out. How many of these kids are going to commit suicide? There's going to be a lot of them. Especially when they realize, like a lot of women who commit suicide, they don't want to tell you that. There have been a lot of women who have committed suicide after they've had an abortion, maybe a year or two later. They cannot live with the fact, they're, they're conscious of what they did. But they were just told, have an abortion, it's safe, it's, it's secure, it's great. It's the best thing you'll ever do. These pro-choice, pro-death people will tell you this. It's a religion to them. They kneel and they worship at that altar of death. And I got another word for it. It's called Satan. And if you think I'm wrong, let me know, because I know I'm not. So I want to just, uh, I think we'll move off of that subject because I think you understand where I'm at and I hope you agree or disagree. doesn't matter. But I hope you feel that uh, you see what's happening in New York State. New, as I always say, New York State is burning and the Democrats are fiddling. We get stupid bill after stupid bill they put up. My job is to vote on their bills and I hope you understand that. That's my job. Every day I go in, a Democrat bill comes on the floor and I vote on it. Republican bills get sit in committee for their lifetime. They never come to the floor. They never make it out of committee, ever. I hope you understand that. Okay? There hasn't been a public, like I said, a Republican name on a statewide bill in over 44 years. Never going to happen. Oh, by the way, we did put up 10. I don't, won't go through them all. We put up, we have the ability as a conference to put up rule changes. Just like they change the rule so they can have absentee voting. Just like they change the rule for pay raise. Just like they change the rule to limit our debate time. Did you know that? Up for 30, 40 years, we have 15 minutes as a member to speak on a bill. Once everybody who wants to speak speaks, you can come back for another 15 minutes. And then every member has two minutes when the vote's taken to explain their bill. They have two minutes at the end they can explain. So we had 30 minutes. And it was put that way. So as a filibuster move, so if you got something stupid and you wanted to hold it up for a while, you try to get a lot of people to speak on it and go into the next day. What did they do this year? They cut our debate time. They took away one of our 15-minute slots. Okay, that's what they did. Then what did they do? Any bill that comes on the floor has a mat because they don't want us to filibuster it. You got 50 people speaking for 15 minutes or 30 minutes. That would be uh, 25 hours back in the old days. So you could hold them up on one bill every time. And I wa- I've, I've advocated that for years. We don't get anything from the Democrats. They put their foot on our head and they squash us. So I've said that many times. Let's take this thing right to the limit. Well, we can't do that, the rhinos. We can't do that. You know, he'll, the speaker will maybe cut our computers in the office. So let him cut our computers in the office. Let them do what they got to do and then sit in front of the press and, and expose this corruption. 
So what else did they do? Any bill now has a four-hour maximum debate. Now, during the budget, there's 10 parts to the budget every year, and some of those budget parts have to deal with 50 to $60 billion. They're 3,000 pages long. There's a million things in there that, uh, that go from agriculture to commerce to welfare, whatever. They stack all this stuff. So you want, in your district, you want to talk. Well, they're limiting it to four hours. And so then how to, now instead of us being able to at least talk and get our 15 minutes in, now there's going to have to be like a sign-up sheet. And who's going to have priority on debating? The Democrats, because they don't want to hear our side and what we're debating on the budget, because it's their budget. There's no Republicans involved in $240 billion getting dispersed around the state. So they want, so yeah, Democrat will get up there and they'll put 10 Democrats up and they'll take three plus hours. And then maybe they'll let one or two Republicans. How is that helping my constituents when I'm not able to speak on their behalf? But these are the games they play to shut us up. And you might say, who cares, Dave? I, again, if you don't care, I get it. I get it. It's called corruption. You know, our budget's $240 billion this year, and I think it's going to go over because Governor Hochul is, is so placating to these communists. They, they kick her in the butt every day, and she just gets that toothy grin and takes it. She won't fight back. That's the one thing about Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo, as much as we all didn't like him, he was a dictator. We all understood that. But the fact of the matter is Andrew Cuomo had the Democrats from New York City under his thumb. They hated his guts, but they didn't do anything against him because he would wipe them out. He had control. And now Hochul's in there. She has no control. She's given the far left everything. They run the state, and they've given her everything. Well, our New York state budget's going to be $240 billion. Do you know what Florida's budget is? Florida has 2.5 million more people than New York now. And their budget's half, $120 billion versus our $240. It's, it's disgusting. So, one more thing, a couple things. You know, AOC and Soros are taking over New York State, have taken over New York State. And the one other thing we did is, uh, we haven't done it yet, but they're, uh, if you've watched the governor, she's trying to mandate public housing all over the state. And she says it's for, for uh, you know, we have a housing crisis. We don't have a housing crisis anywhere but New York City, and that's because of rent control. But she's trying to mandate it. Just so you understand exactly what that means. It means these small communities who don't want this are going to get a stipend to build, but it's not going to be enough to build this housing. But it's to put every illegal immigrant from New York City that come into this state and disperse them around the rest of the state, even though all these red counties and towns and villages and cities that don't want these illegals coming in, don't want to have to pay for them and house them. We don't have the money. Whatever reason, that's what she's proposing, and I think it's going to pass. I'll let you know as we go further, okay? Uh, And, of course, she's dispersing them all into Republican towns and counties because this is her way of changing votes and keeping more Democrats. That's why the more people, I'll get into that another day, but the people flying out of this state are flying out in droves and they're, they're lying to your face about it. 
lying to your face. Four years ago, I think Florida had a million more people than us when we hit the census. Or, or a million less people. Now they have two and a half million more. New York State lied on their census. We'll take that up another day. But I want to let you know, truth in politics. I hope you like it. I hope you share it. I hope your friends like it. And you've been listening to the Big Weck Local Podcast Network. I'm David DiPietro. Remember, folks, we've read the end of the book, the back of the book. We win. God is still on the throne. We're going to fight this. We're going to run this race. And we're going to fight because that's what we do. And we will win. They they always bite off more than they can chew. And this is going to come back. Keep the faith. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the new podcast, Truth in Politics, with New York State Assemblyman David DiPietro. We welcome you to download and listen to the new podcast every week online at truthinpolitics.social and on numerous podcast platforms, including Apple, Amazon, and Spotify. Connect with David on social media and at truthinpolitics.social. The Truth in Politics podcast is done in partnership with Radio One Buffalo, LLC.